I went to Waverley College um, in the mid-80s. I was there from 1979 till 1986, which was my final year, year 12. Waverley College was a good school. Um, it was an all-boys Christian Brothers school, very focused on sport, I guess, rather than um, academic achievement. Um, it was of its kind and of its time. It was a very masculine environment. Um, we still had lots of Christian brothers around. Um, when I was there, we still had corporal punishment, um, which was strangely phased out from the, the highest years down. So when I arrived in year five, um, I got the cane. Year six, I got the cane. Um, and they abolished it from year 12, 11, 10, over a succession of years. Um, so it was, uh, we still had, uh, you know, robed Christian brothers teaching us and, 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 and caning us. Um, but uh, my year was a good year, a broad mix of people, um, of different types and interests. Um, and there was some, there was quite a degree of camaraderie in the year, year I was in. If you were to describe your sort of clique, who were you hanging out with? My clique at school, who I was hanging out with, I think was a a motley crew, a broad church. Not exactly the nerds, not exactly the jocks um, in American teen movie parlance. Um, I I kind of... I I was friends with uh, a bunch of different people... Um, who probably fit into different different niches or categories in the school was okay at sport, good academically, was in the cadet unit, um, but I don't know if uh, if I could really pigeonhole my my crew as such. Okay, um, tell me about rugby at Waverley College. Rugby was very important to the school. Um, the first 15 were look, looked up to the coach of the first 15 was an important figure in the school the um, uh, number of CAS representatives from the first 15 who got to play um, at a representative level um, was always significant, there were always five or six um, Waverley boys chosen and they were presented in, in a, a form, special formal occasion um, each year and wore their CAS ties etc so it was very important um, some of the older Christian brothers even the deputy headmaster were you know dismissive of um, alternatives like soccer um, but uh, but it wasn't compulsory it was uh, um it was, however, held in very, very high regard. There was a boy in your year called Marcus Lagudi. What do you remember about him? Marcus Lagudi was in my year, and I remember him well. He was popular. He was a good guy, a likeable guy. He wasn't really arrogant, um, although he had some some of the you know the markings of uh, 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 of a high self-esteem let's say um his older brother who i was familiar with frank was probably more of a um arrogant type than marcus um marcus was good looking um affected kind of an elvis hairdo um from 
the earliest from you know year six or year five or whatever. Um, he he was not the brightest. He wasn't he, not the dumbest either. So he wasn't incredibly a- um, academically gifted, but he was always um, you know in the top sporting teams um, and always you know someone of importance in the form in the eyes of the students in the eyes of the teachers I believe he was a prefect in the in the final year um, he was he was in the first 15 rugby um, and he's there was I, I remember a story of his father complaining bitterly to the school that he wasn't made captain of the first 15 rugby and threatening to take him out of the school I don't know how much truth there is to that story but it was going around at the time Talk about his family. What do you know about his family? What I know about his family, and I don't know if this is uh, incredibly accurate, um, is that they had a fruit business um, uh, and quite a quite a successful fruit business. Um, that his father was, you know, the head of this business, a self-made man. That Marcus and his brothers, uh, I know he had at least one. I think there were more. Marcus and his brother Frank and other brothers worked in the business um, and that dad was an ambitious self-made man um, with ambitions for his his boys, uh, especially Marcus. Okay, so we get to year 12, which is a you know pressure-filled year for everyone. What were your memories of him in year 12 and at the end of school? My memories of Marcus in year 12 and at the end of school were... Uh, all around his, I guess, his participation in in the first 15. Um, and not much else, really. I think he was a prefect, but uh, I, I just, just an assumption, given his, um, you know, confidence and the, um, uh, the standing of his family at the, at the school. Um, and I don't think he had any ad- academic ambitions. At the end of school, following school, did you have any sort of contact or awareness of him? After school, the first time I saw Marcus again was on the side of a bus. Okay, um, tell me about that. I was startled to, to see a massive advertisement on the back of the bus with Marcus, obviously Marcus. Um, he he looked kind of Elvis-like, but he it affected that style, that haircut um, at school. So um, it wasn't a departure from um, from the way he looked at school. Um, and the bus advertisement said Marcus is coming, um, and I sort of immediately put two and two together. I knew um, he was ambitious. I knew. Um, uh, that he wanted some kind of fame. I did not realise he had any musical talent or musical ambitions. None of that really came out um, at school. Um, I thought his kind of Elvis shtick was not about Elvis the musician, but more about Elvis the famous, Elvis Elvis kind of the good looking um, um, you know Elvis the hero um, yeah so that's that's the first time I saw him after school he may have 
been at our 10-year school reunion. I don't remember. It was something of a raucous night. Um, I, yeah, I remember others who were there. Um, there were people of you know varying degrees of fame and notoriety in that year. Justin Melvey went on to become a soapy star in the, in the US in Days of Our Lives or something like that. Um, I remember the 10-year... What, what I remember from the 10-year reunion is being crash-tackled off the stage in the midst of a, a speech um, at the Park Hyatt on, on Elizabeth Street. So it was, it, it was rowdy and we were still kind of 10 years out. Um, energetic, masculine, you know, rowdy, waverly boys. Coming back to the Marcus on the side of the bus... You saw the first bus. When the signs were everywhere in this pre-internet era, how did you react? Did you call any mates or whatever? Or were you sure it was him? Any of that kind of stuff? When I saw the bus advertisements and then saw that they were all over every bus and um, there were posters uh, put up all around town, um, I was really keen to, to know what was behind all of this. I knew it was some kind of publicity stunt. I knew it would have something to do with, um, uh, you know, him launching a, a, a pop career or whatever. Um, I was um, myself um, dining out on the fact um, that I knew who it was, you know, that I'd been to school with him. Um, and, um, uh, you know, people, everyone wanted to know what the fuck was going on um and amongst my school friends who i was still in contact with at the time there was all sorts of conjecture about exactly what and when um uh you know the 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 coming of marcus would be um but no one had the inside dirt from from the lagudi family or from marcus um and uh we followed with kind of mirth and derision um, the the you know that campaign the the rhythm of that unfolding campaign okay so let, let let's as the campaign was happening it it morphed from Marcus's coming to Marcus's here do you remember that stage when you heard all right well this is turning into something yeah I do um, I remember being um, amused by the whole thing um, and um, there was a, 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 there, there was kind of a amongst the, the, the Waverly boys the, the people who, who knew him um, this kind of universal view that, that it would be some kind of train wreck Why do you think that? I, looking back I don't know why I mean it came to pass clearly but um Almost from the moment that it happened, it it had that you know the the, the smell of of disaster um, of something comically bad, um, and I think that was a view shared by people who didn't know him, people who were wondering what this phenomenon or supposed phenomenon was all about, um, and. Um, lining up to to, to, to to scoff when it started coming out that he was performing in you know, venues around Sydney did you try and go to any of them 
when it came out that the Marcus was performing in venues around Sydney, I didn't feel like I needed to see what would happen. I didn't feel like I needed to go to any of these venues. Um, I may have if the the opportunity was right in front of me, but I remember the actual advertisement of the venues being, I don't know, not that obvious, maybe... um, I, I only really heard of each of the performances after the fact. Um, okay. So here's, here's a picture of the Marcuses coming. Yeah. It, what do you see when you see that? Um, looking at a picture of Marcus Montana, tell him I'm your man, looking at that cover. Um, yeah, that's... Marcus Lagudi, it's uh, it's his persona all over. Um, this isn't something that he developed overnight, that he developed at the age of 18 or 19 or 20. Um, and um, yeah, it's um, it's smacks of naivety you know why do you think he did the Montana thing as opposed to Lagudi why Marcus changed his name to Marcus Montana I don't know I think you know he thought he needed a stage name Um, perhaps to to perhaps to add to the mystique so you know people didn't Look up Lagudi, find out about the family business, link him with uh, sort of um, maybe less salubrious beginnings. Um, um, yeah, I think it's part of reinventing himself. What did you hear about the concerts? When I heard about the concerts in the media and just from general scuttlebutt, um, I heard they were terrible. I heard they were something of a disaster. I heard they were a joke. Um, I, a friend told me about um, uh, Frank Lagudi's comments somewhere in the media that he wandered into a bar where Marcus was playing and thought, I have to be this guy's manager, which is such a, um, a laughable story being that he's, you know, his brother. <laughs> um, and um, that just lent the air, kind of the surreal quality and the 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 you know, the humorous quality, the kind of the bad bad the the, the the kind of air of a bad joke to the whole thing. Okay, in since nineteen eighty nine, any any scuttlebutt, any thoughts, anything you've heard about Marcus? Since 1989, um, I've heard nothing more of Marcus Montana, and um, the only thing I've heard is Marcus Lagudi is that he went straight back to the fruit market or the fruit shop or the fruit business um, to uh, to work with his dad. Do you think there was pressure from his family to succeed? Like, where where did this come from? I think. The Lagudi family had great ambitions for their sons. 
um, never having met a member of the family other than Marcus or Frank. I don't know why I felt that, but there were stories around school, um, including the story that his father was furious he wasn't being made captain of the first 15. I think there was, um, um, you know, a, a, a sense that they were were special in some way or should be um, uh, a deserved degree, degree of fame or recognition or um, something. I don't think that came only from Marcus and Marcus's personality. I think there was some drive. I just I can't put my finger on exactly why, looking back um, at what I know of, of, of him and his family, but I think he was driven to make something of himself um, and that that was not only internal that was some kind of pressure from from his family as well any other stories or recollections of Marcus 